If you or anyone you know are a victim of domestic violence, please reach out. You can contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE-7233, or you can text START to 88788. You can also visit dvaawareness.org, ncadv.org, wcfarkansas.org, or wecanstopdv.org. Again, if you need help, please reach out. Don't hesitate. You can go to these links for more information, or please call the number I mentioned. When you were playing that record, what were you thinking? Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of Take 25. I am your host, Lou Gervin. Here at Take 25, I sit down and have conversations with other creatives to help share their stories. And every guest that I bring on the show has one thing in common. They're all connected to Arkansas in some way. And today is a very special episode because I'm not joined by one guest, but I'm actually joined by two guests. I'm joined by Chris and Natalie. They are both uh, graduate students, and currently Chris is working on his thesis film, The Red Sedan. So they joined me to talk about The Red Sedan. Uh, and more importantly, part of this uh, thesis film is to bring awareness to domestic abuse. Um, this is... Uh, somewhat of a sensitive subject and I wanted to be um, as sensitive and um, proper about it as I can so just a heads up um, if this would happen to be a trigger warning just a heads up that we do talk about this later on in the episode but um, this is also a very very positive episode these are two incredible filmmakers so it was very it was a pleasure to sit down and, and learn and help share their story about what led them into film and just the old overall creative process of uh, some of the projects they've worked on and, and future projects that they want to work on. So, once again, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, thanks so much to Chris and Natalie for, for joining me. Um, really enjoyed our discussion. And uh, once again, um, if you need help or you know anyone that needs help, please call the number that I've mentioned. Uh, the numbers and the links will be in the description below. So, please just stop what you're doing and go to those first. But... Without further ado, I do hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Chris and Natalie. Thank you both so much for joining. Um, for listeners, this is a little bit new because instead of me and one other person, there's three. So this will be really fun. Uh, I'm excited to hear uh, more about your stories. But I want so the unique thing with this show is everyone I talk to is connected with Arkansas in some way. So what I would love to start with is are you both from Arkansas originally or did either of you kind of relocate here and um, or did you come here for any specific reason? My mom was raised here in Arkansas, but um, I actually lived in Florida and Missouri for a while. But then I, I came back okay. uh, to her, her hometown um, when I was in high school, and then I've been here ever since. Okay. And then I am actually from Honduras. I came to Arkansas for school. Mm -hmm. I went to UCAA. I'm currently in the grad program. So I'm an international student from Honduras from that my connection to Arkansas. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So one side is for school and the other side was you have family here, right? Yes. Family and relocated here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, that's the fun part about this is because it's weird as the host, like I, I wasn't born here, but I relocated here. So for me, it's like family as well. Just my yeah. family grew up here. And so I want to, want to start roots here. So cool. So we're going to dive into, to your short film that you're working on soon. Uh, but kind of leading into that, growing up, 
Um, were you both creatives? Were you drawn to any kind of creative projects? Like what were some early things that y'all worked on creatively? Yeah, for me, honestly, no. I, I, I wasn't into anything creative for a really long time. It wasn't until I got to high school, um, I had to take like a drama class and Miss E, my per or, uh, teacher at the time, really encouraged me to, to come out and do a sing thing and then a play thing. And I wasn't going to actually, but she like signed my name and said, you have to come. Um, <laughs> so that kind of sparked my interest. And then I forgot about it for like four or five years. And it wasn't until I was almost graduating from undergrad that I got back into create the creative world so yeah. to speak yeah okay. cool similarly to going to creative stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me I guess since I was little I've just always been into like music and dancing so I did ballet or like all my elementary I was in the choir so I guess those two were always a thing but I didn't get into film until I was like I graduated from high school Mm -hmm. And I took this class back in Honduras. I went to the university there for a semester. I took this class called Music for Media. And we learned a lot about film scores. And I was like, I just fell in love with movies. And that's how I came here. Oh, wow. That's cool. That, that's really interesting. So music kind of led to movies. Yeah. Wow. So like what? Yeah, so the time, oh, sorry. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> The longest time I just wanted to be like a film scorer because I just love music but then mm -hmm. I was like I just know how to play guitar and sing I don't know if I can do that <laughs> maybe I can make the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the world of film like the more you dive into it it's like there's so many different like we were just talking about a second ago like that's where I'm torn it's like I, yeah. I have stories but it's like I don't write enough so it's like could I be a screenwriter or do I just need to be you know, the director, the visionary behind it, produce it. I just don't know until you'd really dive in there. So curious, real, real quick, Chris, going back is like, you said you didn't really grow up, create, like what were some early career goals you had before film? Yeah. Um, well, as a kid, when someone would ask me, what do I want to be when I grow up? I'd be like, I don't know yet. And they'd be like, it's okay. You have time to figure out. And so when I got to college, I went in as an innovation entrepreneurship major just because of it. Uh, I didn't really have a good reason. I just thought it sounded fun. And I did that for two years and I liked it. And then I got sucked into geography. Um, so I actually got my undergrad in geography. But um, as I was approaching graduation, I looked at all the jobs available and I was like, those don't sound fun. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it was a, a complete reset of of trying to figure out what I wanted to do so I guess to answer your question I don't know if I ever really knew what I was going to do until until I I did find film and I've been happy uh, ever since then that's great is there any maybe one could be more than one but any one particular film that comes to either of your mind that really kind of pushed you like yes I want to do film because because of this film that just ignites my passion to really want to do film? Oh my God, that's a hard question. <laughs> There's so many. Films. There's so many, yeah. It could be more for than me, one. It doesn't I have do to have be just... Answer. For me, it was a, a television show on Netflix called Love. Okay. Uh, it's about kind of this nerdy guy who's teaching um, 
like the on-site teacher for Hollywood Studio and kind of his journey uh, from being a teacher to being a screenwriter and, and you know, doing the whole thing. Uh, and it was seeing that show that I, it finally clicked for me like, oh, people can make money in film. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like a career to be had there. I guess for the, till I was like 19 or 20, I just, I didn't think people made money in film. I thought it was like something unattainable. So that was the show that kind of opened my eyes and started mm -hmm. looking into it. That's cool. Uh, I don't know. I guess for me, it's like multiple films. Like I grew up watching a lot of movies with my family. Uh, one of one of the ones that really stands out for me is The Sound of Music. Because mm -hmm. uh, it has music and it's a movie. But then um, when I was in high school, I discovered this director. It's Hispanish. It's called uh, Pedro Almodovar. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know him. Not a lot of people here do. Uh, but one of his movies is called Skin I Live In. My sister showed it to me when we were in high school, and it was just like it's a very, a very impactful movie. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's it's very it has a <laughs> lot of kind of like a thriller, but I don't know a lot of things in there. Uh, and I think that movie and The Sound of Music, which are like total opposite movies, mm -hmm. uh, but they just kind of made me kind of fall in love with movie making. <laughs> that's fascinating um i'm definitely going to play this back so i can make a note of that and check that movie out um yeah, yeah. it's good you've seen it chris i've seen parts of it already, okay and it's, it's on my list it's it's yeah it's awesome it's pretty intense yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so what have been, um, so since you've been in this program, um, can you share like any of the first films that you've worked on? Is, is there any, anything that comes to mind like you, you're open to sharing and kind of like your experience there? Yeah, uh, you can go. Okay. Uh, when Marty was still here, we did um, like a web series, The Daily. Mm -hmm. It actually mm -hmm. got shut down about halfway through production because of, of COVID, but mm. um that was pretty cool and it, it was it was nice to see um the whole department was kind of behind it so we had a, a professor as our dp and our sound a professor was our sound mixer and um, of course marty was producing it so it kind of brought the whole program together for a little bit there um, and that was really cool and, and then it actually went on i think atlanta uh don't quote me on that, but it, uh, the writing for it and, and whatnot went on to to do well in some festivals, and people seemed to really like it. So that that was a fun early experience for myself. Um, I guess for me, since I also went to undergrad here, mm -hmm. so um, I worked on a lot of like uh, senior thesis projects. I worked on my own, and it ended up uh, on the UCA Film Fest winning best narrative i haven't really like submitted it to any other festivals yet um and then this summer actually i worked with one of my professors did his own film and he had a lot of former alumni from uca who worked on the film and that was like a lot of fun and, mm -hmm. uh the movie's not finished yet but while we were filming it it just looked like it was gonna you know be one of those really big things and it's just really exciting to be able to like not only work with like the people that you know, but like mm -hmm. as students, but also your professors. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really changes. Like. Yeah, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, so one big thing I've, I've really learned through, uh, through various filmmakers that I've met is like the team is such a core component. Um, it seems like a lot of filmmakers that, and I guess you do see this traditionally in most movies, you see a lot of actors bring in this, or a lot of directors, writers will bring in the same actors uh, with all of their films. So, so, so kind of going off of that note, um, where did you two kind of meet? Um, did you, how did you join in on this project we're about to talk about? Did you work on anything together previously? Yeah, so I actually, after I had answered that last question, I thought of a, a better answer, which was <laughs> um, Natalie was producing a, a short film called Baking, which is actually going to come out soon, I believe. Um, and so that's the first real time I met Natalie. Um, and it was right before I was getting into school. So mm -hmm. it was the summer before classes started. Yeah. Um, and it was my first time being around like a bunch of film students mm -hmm. with the film gear and, and everything was running smoothly because before that it was like me and a camera just trying to figure it out and people that hadn't ever done film before, you know, uh, you know, roughing it really. And so being on baking was my first true film experience. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it kind of sold me. I was like, okay, I made the right decision. Uh, this is so exciting. And then from then we've worked on quite a few things. Uh, yeah. So I, that, that year I had just graduated from my undergrad here and I worked for a year and then I came back to the grad program. Mm -hmm. And then Chris was planning his thesis film and mm -hmm. just like, oh, you know, we should, we should work on, on this together. We also, <laughs> I also DP'd a movie yeah. for you last semester. Yeah, my last film, um, Swipe Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you were my DP yeah. and that went super well. I thought it looked amazing. Um, yes, yeah, so I guess we've always just worked together. And... That's great. I feel like that is such a core component um, for creative things. Um, and then I guess one question that comes to mind real quick is uh, through these past projects you've worked on, have you all kind of stuck within the same roles or have you tried, you know, different roles to, to kind of educate yourself more on the process? Yeah, I think it's been a, a pretty fluid thing. Um, just a little bit about the grad program. Usually there's five or six students per class, um, but my class is actually just me and another person named Chris. It's just the two of us. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, yeah, Chris and Chris, because of that, um, it's kind of restructured how we've done things. And so we've been directing more movies while the, the year ones, now year twos have been kind of the key um, crew members, but it's been a pretty fluid thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess for me, like, I started being a production assistant mm -hmm. when I was an undergrad and like all those senior projects, but I've been, you know, a script supervisor, an assistant director, a producer, assistant camera. Um, and then I, I, I mean, the first time I was a DP, uh, director of photography was really interesting. I've never, yeah, I've never done it before. I had been like, like AC, but I had never, and then director, obviously, for mm -hmm. my own projects. But I feel like I've, I've gotten a very wide range of. Got to be the jack of all trades, right? <laughs> you got to be the jack of all trades, correct? You got to know everything. <laughs> cool. All right. So you are currently working on your thesis film, correct? Yeah, so I'll kind of open the floor and let you just share um, share about your thesis film. Sure. It's called The Red Sedan. Um, the plot line is 
Rachel, a young mother and her son are fleeing a household of domestic abuse and it kind of charts their journey through the night and into the next day um, as they're trying to get away and trying to get help. Um, it's something that's really personal to me. It comes from my own childhood experiences. Uh, it kind of originated out of um, a want to be able to talk to my mom more about it because as I got older um, and these you know, memories got further away, I realized we didn't have a, a great way to talk one-on-one -on -one about it. So mm. like, all right, I'll write a script about it. Um, and so that's that's kind of how it started. And, and then the the further we get along, the, the more I realize um, the bigger it gets and the more people tell me, oh, I have a similar experience or I, you know, um, my mom or sister or whatnot um, kind of went through the same things. And, and so it's kind of growing and growing. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of how it got started in then. Mm -hmm. And then I guess now we just, you know, like one of our goals is to like raise awareness on domestic abuse. And yeah. Just help those, just shine a light on those situations and just trying to tell people that you're not alone. And mm -hmm. it's just very important for us. Yeah. For have have uh, y'all partnered with anyone to kind of help help share that story? We are. Any nonprofits? We were getting our, our Seed and Spark campaign ready to go because I thought that was a, a nice segue to introduce people to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a nice big list. And then um, I will say, I, I think we've technically part, partnered with Mindy. Yeah. Um, she just joined us as a producer mm -hmm. um, and she has um, experience working with Arkansas Children. Oh, I'm just blanking on the name. Anyways, with people. Uh, who are suffering from domestic mm -hmm. abuse firsthand. And so we're going to reach out to the organizations and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. Well, if there's anything, any organization specifically, um, we can talk after this. I can definitely kind of link to it or put it at the beginning and end of this to kind of push direction towards towards those organizations for sure. I'd love that. Um, let's talk Seed and Spark for a second. So you're going to launch a campaign soon. Um, you know, one thing is the goal with this show is I, I'm hoping to find listeners who like are aspiring to be creatives or entrepreneurs, but, you know, may not know of all the resources out there. So can you share your experience through Seed and Spark, um, how that process has been, what you've learned through that? Because I know we're about to, you're about to launch a campaign, but prior to launch, like what were some big learning moments through that? Yeah, so as far as crowdfunding or crowdsourcing goes um, I actually did my undergrad thesis on Kickstarter um, mm -hmm. so that kind of gave me a, a nice baseline and then um, as we mentioned Marty before I, I took his crowdfunding class um, and meeting with Emily really got me connected with Seed and Spark um, but the reason I chose Seed and Spark I know Ben mentioned this in a previous episode about them being you know a film organization but I truly believe they're an organization organization that cares about people right mm -hmm. and cares about giving voice to to people who might not otherwise get it um and so they're just really awesome um and then i think emily's the best but um what was it? oh about how to go about doing seed and spark um, yeah like uh was there any challenges you faced during that um it's a pretty straightforward um 
yeah. well, this wasn't my first time actually using Siemens Sparkplug. I've never used it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was, you know, very user-friendly. Um, once you go in there, they tell you, you know, like how you should do things, but you make them like as personal as you want, really uh, oriented toward your project. And once you're done, you submit it and they give you a lot of feedback. Super, super helpful because some of the things we were like, okay, I don't know if this goes well here. How can we like do this differently? And they like really just, I think that personalized feedback is just a very important thing. My, my biggest tip to somebody would be um, I've seen a lot of crowdfunding fail because it's mm-hmm. it's made really quickly and then they post it and they share it to Facebook and they say, hey, guys, will you donate? And, and that's about it. And, and mm-hmm. so the biggest thing is just prep and making sure that, one, you've put a lot of time in, into your campaign itself, but um, that you've put a lot of time into people, really, and that, that people are going to know that it exists. Um, mm-hmm. and that your goal, at least our goal is to build our community around the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so, you know, there's a financial side to everything, but, but sure. we're really not focused on that as we're building our campaign and as we're, we're going over, it's going to be for this next month. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's really about inviting people to come join us on making this film and this experience and, and less so about oh, we need $25 a person so that we can feed everyone sort of thing. Right, right. So the more you can make your projects people-centered, I think the better they'll go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree. That, you know, they give you as well. They yeah. can read through, like... Yeah, uh, resources-wise, they, yeah, they yeah. have so many. Um, in fact, they do online classes all the time, and then they have a blog about every single thing that you might be building your campaign off of. So even if you ch- chose not to go with Seed and Spark, you should just go check out their website in general. Yeah. yeah. And read through all the their tips, because I think they're priceless. Yeah, I uh, really enjoyed the event that they had, uh, UCA. Um, which that that was a good way for me to kind of get in there and meet meet a few people and get connected and see like okay here's all these filmmakers that are really interested in uh you know working on some projects and getting them out there and something that could help so I found that really fascinating definitely something down the road that I would probably look into um so yeah uh, like most projects you've got the financial side of it um on the other side of it um where are you currently at with your project are you fully cast uh, what was you know in regards with like your cast and crew um was there anything specific you were lo- looking for there um being that you know your story is around domestic abuse did that kind of affect how you would kind of bring on cast and crew in any way in terms of like yeah, do you so. look for people uh, that may have are familiar with this experience that can help you know add to the story in any way or, or kind of help push the story yeah, especially when people have, have reached out and said, hey, I, I've dealt with this firsthand. That's a, you know, I want their opinion as much as possible. So uh, we've included them in the, the feedback process and we've tried to get them on our cast and crew in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like a baseline. But just in general, we wanted this to be um, a cast full, uh, cast and crew full of diverse people. Mm-hmm. Um it was really important for me not being a woman and having a, a female lead that we get um, a lot of different or that we get women in yeah. cast and crew um, so that that 
influence would be there. Um, and also, you know, I feel like it's a sensitive topic for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, so with like our kid actor, for example, that plays um, Jonah, you know, we make sure we talk to their parents about it, make sure that, you know, they know what's going to happen each day and that, mm -hmm. you know, we're all in a safe environment. So as far as where we're at, we're in the middle of casting. Mm -hmm. um, we thought we'd be done by June 25th, I believe. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, it's taken a lot longer than we thought, um, just because we want to make sure we find the right people for the right roles. Mm -hmm. um, currently, we're on Actors Access. We, we made a post um, for a couple of different characters, but specific, specifically Rachel. Um, and over this past week, we've had 1,600 submissions. <laughs> so wow. we're working through those, trying to, to find our Rachel, um, as well as some local people we already have in mind, mm -hmm. um, reaching out to them. And then our crew, we kind of built uh, from the ground up. So we started with Natalie, and then we've slowly been adding um, people. So now we have our DP. His name's Coy. Uh, he lives in LA and is is grinding out over there. He's gonna come join us. Um, then we have two really cool production designers, Missy and Amalia, um, both UCA alums. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. And then Matt Rogers, and we got of, all the most of our crew is like UCA alum. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. It's like people that I've worked with in the past, or the crews I've worked with in the past that we like their work, and we're like, yeah. oh yeah, we want you. <laughs> <laughs> are you going is this going to be filmed in arkansas or are you going to uh is this going to be filmed in anywhere else no i don't think so. we're just going to film here in central arkansas mm -hmm. um, okay and um yep the two exceptions for people not being from arkansas is koi he's like mm -hmm. i said from la and mm -hmm. then um rachel depending on who we end up casting yeah. right then you i'm thinking I'm curious on this because I'm kind of like thinking of, of another film that's out there. This is inspired by your story, Chris, right? Yes. Are you are you trying to I'm um, I'm keep going back to Honey Boy. Have yes. you seen that? Yeah. So I didn't know I, I I know of it for sure. Yeah. Okay. You haven't seen it? I haven't. <laughs> I think you should go watch that. Hmm. What was that? Oh, I said I've seen it like three or five times already. <laughs> yeah. If you've got Prime or know anyone, definitely go check it out. Yeah, I, I just keep reflecting back to that. And I was just curious to see, you know, I was curious if you've seen it and if you're kind of inspired through that in that way. Because you mentioned you, you wanted a way to communicate with your mom, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, are any of the characters like kind of based around your mom? I'm just curious to see the process there if you've had to go through like those kind of permissions of like hey i want to tell this story like yeah are you okay yeah, with this no, for sure. um i think i wrote it i wrote it uh kind of by myself and didn't really tell anyone about it at first mm -hmm. um and I, I did write it with people in mind uh, i changed a couple ages and, and things just to fit the story a little better um and and because some of the people aren't being shown in the, the most positive ways, I tried to keep them um, not 
the actual people, if that makes yeah, sense. Right. But uh, as far as Rachel and Jonah goes, it's my mom basically and myself, mm-hmm. and and so that's the direct inspiration. Um, so yeah, Rachel is is based around what I thought my mom's experiences might have been like um, on her end, and, and kind of you know altered through me being there and mm-hmm. being Jonah, of course. Yeah. Um, but on so I wrote it and then I told her, "Hey, mom, I think uh, I I wrote this. I think I want it to be my thesis. Will you look over it?" And she was like devastated and didn't. Um, she was just so afraid about what the script might be. Um, and then she actually read it uh, and and thought it was really touching and and lovely and, and said, "Absolutely, I want you to make this film. This is amazing." Um, and you know it was kind of like a bittersweet moment i'm sure but Mm -hmm. um, so of course i got her permission and and whatnot Um, but since then i found that i thought it might be better to kind of put a little distance between my own experiences um, directly and the characters themselves yeah Um, so i've in some ways i'm not talking about me and my mom anymore i'm talking about you know jonah and rachel right tried to make it a little different right. the way I think about it. But. Gotcha. So what's, um, we're going to, you're going to launch this campaign. What are you looking towards in terms of what happens after the campaign? Can you share like, um, just in terms of going back to more so for people that want to know like what the process is like, um, what's, what's your kind of next, next steps there? Yeah. So our campaign is going to launch for a month. Uh, and like Chris said, you know, we want to build a community, like, you know, it's like crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, uh, and yes, we're looking for donations, but we're also looking to build this community, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't only want you to donate a dollar, but if you can, if you don't have money, like, if you just, you know, make an account, like our page, that really helps a lot. Of course. Honestly. Uh, and then after our campaign, of course, like, we're going to go through our production process and um oh my god I blanked out yeah I'll I'll pick up where you (laughs) left off um so we're actually shooting October 19th through the 24th which if you do the month uh do do the math it's it's basically a month out from when our campaign ends yeah um so between now and then we are going through our whole production process where first up we got to get our our leads cast of course yeah um but then you know, we just got our, our production manager got back in town. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Spain, but she's going to find us locations and whatnot. Uh, and, and we're just, we're working, 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 uh, getting production design together, getting uh, shot lists made. And, and then, you know, once we find locations, we got to uh, map it out because our, our DPs from LA he's not going to get time to really explore a lot of the sets beforehand um just the week the week of essentially um so really there's no there's no time to like stop or anything we're we're just we're chugging forward <laughs> and hoping for the best with with the campaign of course but um the movie's being made no matter what so yeah quick are you doing any anything on social to help promote as well Yes, uh, we run mostly through my professional Facebook page, um, mm-hmm. Chris Tally Storyteller. I'll send you the link and we can include it sure. here. Um, 
And I guess we also are going to use like our personal kind of like Instagram stories to just mm -hmm. like promote, oh, hey, I'm working on this movie. Mm -hmm. Check out this link. And then ideally, we would have most people interested actually make a seed and spark campaign, as Natalie was mentioning. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't actually have to donate any money. Mm -hmm. Every like, um, once you get to 100, 200, 500, they unlock perks, such okay. as festival submissions and access to certain gear and grants and all sorts of things. So um, just building our community through Seed and Spark is a big goal, um, particularly because they also have a nice update feature, mm -hmm. where as we're doing things, we can post updates to our community and they can see them immediately. Um, so as as we transition from Facebook, it's going to go a lot to, yeah. to see the spark. Yeah. We'd considered an Instagram or a Twitter. Um, we probably should get on Twitter, but neither of us are, are very fluent in Twitter <laughs> and tweeting. Um, and then Instagram, we were just afraid. How many images could we actually come up with on a right. consistent basis? So. Right. Yeah. Just gonna have, like our personal one and yeah. share stuff. Sure. Yeah, Twitter. Uh, Twitter verse is interesting. Like I'm a huge fan of Twitters, but film Twitter, film Twitter is a whole different ballpark, and that's what I've been getting into uh, recently. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely. I mean, it's very supportive. Like there are so many filmmakers that are on Twitter, and um, yeah, I would I would put in some time to check it out for sure um, to network there. Um, what uh, is there any specific uh, film festivals you're looking at so i'm i'm what's what's the plan so this is done do you know like where you're going to first premiere it or what's the kind of stage after that are you looking at specific film festivals to submit this to we are i we're, we'll do more research on what festivals for sure but um the premiere will be in april uh, there's like a graduate thesis showing um here at uca every year so mm -hmm. it'll be me and, and chris pistol's film um Usually it's at, uh, oh, not Stanley Rest. It's usually at um, the Reynolds performance. The Reynolds <laughs> performance. <clears throat> but I think we're, we might actually rent out like a local theater um, room this year. And then it will be free and open to the public. So everyone who was involved can come watch and that'll be great. And then as we transition from that and finish it up um, in April and then early May, mm -hmm. uh, looking at South by and, and mm -hmm maybe Sundance would be great. Um, it's always so hard to know with the bigger ones because you can right. make the best film in the world and it's still, uh, you know, like a crapshoot. Uh, but, you know, also looking into local stuff like yeah. Bentonville Film Festival, mm -hmm. uh, maybe Filmland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah some of the bigger festivals here. Like, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, uh, Fayetteville has a nice one as well. Fort and Smith lastly, just had one. And this is kind of where the research really comes in, is, is trying to figure out what film festivals like these sorts of movies and, and might be most interested in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it's great to, to send it to Sundance, but there's mm -hmm. also, you know, festivals out there that are yeah. meant for, for this film. Gotcha. That was kind of like a next question kind of subset is if you knew of film festivals that look for these these sorts of films, these sorts of stories? Um, not off the top of my head. I know they exist. <laughs> yes, okay. sure. but, um, so if anyone out there has a list, send it our way. <laughs> um, yeah, that's <laughs> future goal of mine. I would love to kind of create the ultimate resource that's just kind of has all of this stuff. Um, 
so filmmakers can just go and navigate and find exactly what they need. That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. There is a, yeah. Um, there's like Film Freeway. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard of that. People used to submit to festivals, which you can also like kind of like, um, what do you call them? You can like put whatever you want to do, like a oh, women's film festival or whatever. Oh yeah, you can you can like, filter it by that kind of search. Yeah, you can categorize, but That's it's cool. not as specific, I guess. Yeah. So if you come up with something, please let me know. And be great. <laughs> yeah, I have to look. Uh, we'll get like these are things that I consistently look into. Um, and then another another note, as you were talking, that I thought of. Um, you could look in to see if Axiom could help you out in any way in terms of maybe a sponsorship. So on their, their campus, they have a, a theater room now. Um, so I don't know if that could be something cool to like be able to uh, screen your film there. Um, but yeah, we should try to figure out how, who I'll need, we'll need to figure out who do you need to talk to, to that has that kind of connection to, to see if that could be a possibility or if anything, if they can sponsor in any sort of way, you know. That, that yeah, could be one be option. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I worked there briefly. So like right before I left, uh, like right, it was like a month or so after I left is when they opened their theater room. I knew they were working on it, um, but I never got to go check it out. But my buddies were like, oh, you, like, you should just come check it out. They say it's really cool. <laughs> I bet you love that. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I mean, Thanks, guys. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I was like, come on, y'all hook me up, like, just do our own private screenings <laughs> for whatever. Wow. So there, there's a lot involved in making a film. Um, so to kind of, well, a few more questions and we can, we can wrap this up. Um, for where you're at now, um, what are like some of the, the challenges, aha moments you've faced so far in terms of the start to where you're at before launching this campaign what were what are like some learning moments where if you could go back to fix things you would fix them there's always so many yeah. uh, <laughs> not leaving the tripod that day um no sorry <laughs> <laughs> happens every time um i lost gear <laughs> yeah you, you know I, I always struggle with this question because as problems arise yeah, uh, you know, when you surround yourself with the right people, solutions also arise really quickly. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just want to talk about how great the team's been. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you always want to have more time to do things. I guess. Yeah. Um, that's that's I think for any creative project, I always need more more time for things. And like we said, you know, we said before, we would have wanted to have cast our lead by June. Yeah. August already. So, yeah. I guess little things like that, right? But it's not like, it's not setting us back. Uh, We're not looking Mm -hmm. at it as a problem, just like, we just need to keep going and stuff like that. Yeah, I think relatively everything's gone incredibly smooth and everyone's been really excited to to be working on it and and I think with that excitement you know things just Mm -hmm. tend to work out so yeah so sounds like uh build a team where you're all on the same 
understanding the vision together. You're all on the same mission and time management. <laughs> yeah. uh, knowing how to manage the time can help make your film go, go process go smoother. This is awesome. Um, another thing I'm curious on, um, I know this is so much work and it's taking, like we just talked about time, but what are, do you have future films you want to work on? Are there other stories that you're, you're interested in sharing? Is there something associated with this? You know, this is going to be a short film. Could you share like time length and do you have a full length film you're considering maybe around the same subject matter? Yeah, I think um, after Mindy read our script, um, who's now our producer, she said, mm -hmm. This could definitely, I, I could see this be a feature. Mm -hmm. um, and I know a lot of short films do become features, uh, or not a lot, but the ones that are, are well-received do. So definitely, I think as we get into the editing process and, and as February, March, April comes around, I'm going to write a, a feature-length mm -hmm. version of this. Um, and then to me, it's, it's off to L.A. So Natalie, I, I don't know what happens once I get there. We'll, we'll <laughs> see, but Natalie... Um, be like your thesis and yeah i mean for me it's like you know i'd love to help you with the future film uh, but then like projects of like my own writing and stuff um because i always like focusing on like social issues mm -hmm. so that's like a recurring theme in a lot of my my films um and this is you know one of them so i guess going forward this is my second year of grad school and my third year i get to make my own thesis film I don't know yet what I'm going to write, <laughs> but it will definitely be around kind of like a social issue kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get you to stay in Arkansas? Me? Yeah. Uh, you Both know, you. I, it's been considered, um, but I want to be a screenwriter for television and, okay. and everyone tells me I have to go to Los Angeles um, to, to, to do that. But um coming back to Arkansas might be in the mm -hmm. future once once I'm kind of set up and, and have that agency right uh, have you met right? with there's so many things I love about Arkansas I love the mm -hmm. people I love the diverse geographies and um, it's kind of funny talking to Koi about some of the things you know how we'll be doing things here because being in LA, he has all these permits to get and, and all these things to abide by and yeah. nothing is free. And, and I'm here, I'm like, no, our community will take care of us. And, and mm -hmm. um, there's just a different way of, of doing things here in Arkansas that, that I, I think is charming, but yeah. yeah. I think, you know, also the film community, like I said, we have a lot of alumni that we've been working with. And, mm -hmm. um, it's because we build those relationships with people here, right? And I think that that's very important for us as filmmakers and creatives, because you can't do things alone. And I think that Arkansas has that kind of like, you know, people just want to keep collaborating with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, at least with the people I work with. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's a fantastic point. That's if I could reflect on something where I definitely failed out early on was I tried to do everything on my own as an app developer like building an app is ju not just writing code I mean there's there's the design side of it there's the business aspect of it there's there's all these little things and I just went in like okay I can do all of this and yeah. no can't no I'm not a designer by any means 
So yeah, I learned that stuff. Um, I was curious, have you, this, this is someone I, I would love to get on the show later on. Graham Gordy, have you, have you spent any time with him? I've met Graham. Um, I Which, know he's actually come and taught classes in the past here at UCA. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might reach out to some of our faculty and, and see if there's some way to collab with him. But yeah, um, I, I've got some some uh, friends that are that are personal friends with them. But I was just curious, you know, with him being a screenwriter living here, um, if if you know you meeting with him, either of you meeting with him, like learning about his process, that would just you know motivate you to want to stay stay in Arkansas in any way but um yeah I was just curious if you'd met him spent any time with him learned learned about his process and some of his story I've never met him but my boyfriend had a class with him here at UCA okay so he said it was like one of the best writing classes he's ever had so (laughs) and then Donovan Thompson um worked really close with him Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard of uh, Donovan yeah I was just a guest on his podcast Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh Graham and uh Jeff, which Jeff did leave Arkansas. I think he's in Texas now. Um I think he goes a lot like back and forth. Yeah, he still films films a lot in Arkansas. You know, end of the day, like I just want to see like as long as talent's coming back here and doing stuff in Arkansas, that makes me happy. Yeah. yeah. Um because yeah, there's a lot of talented people here, and there's a lot of talented people that have left here that would love to get back. But um, no, it's great. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, keep me updated on that, because because I uh, would love to learn about that that experience down the road of uh, if you start working on TV stuff. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got one one TV series in terms of any of this, like the stories and scripts that I want to write, there's one that's a TV series. Everything else is like a, you know, full length movie. But yeah, I've always uh, kind of heard like TV's difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is a film program. um, Yeah. And so we don't dive into TV too much here, but it it seems like a completely different beast and and a whole different way of doing things. I'm I'm blanking on his name, but um, during COVID times, which I guess are back, but uh, (laughs) Marty brought in the the guy who wrote the first episode of Lost. Okay. I don't remember what his name was, but he was telling us um, what it was like being a producer. Sometimes he'd be like three hours away from where, like uh, three time zones away. So he'd be getting up at like 3 a.m. in the morning and, and getting problems at 4.30 a.m. And, wow. and it sounded like uh, like a, a crazy schedule. And uh, I think the biggest thing is you're in so many different spots in the season where season one is being, sh- or uh, episode one is being shot and mm-hmm. season or episode three is uh, in rewrites and episode five you don't even have a plan for yet um, and, and so i i can't wait for the chaos i think it's great but completely different from oh yeah for sure all right well we will wrap things up um before we kind of sign off um if there's you know any any links relevant to to whatever you're working on to any organization just uh, send them my way we'll put those 
here in the show notes. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing your film, to seeing your story. Um, is there any last notes you'd like to share around it? No, I just, you know, I hope, I hope to make something that's impactful to, to a lot of people and yeah. can do a little bit of good. Um, and then I wanted to thank you again for having us on. And I think it's super cool that you're, you're doing this and it's the, it's the energy that makes Arkansas special. It's, it's oh, yeah. the want to promote oh, yeah. what we got here and, and to really appreciate it. So thank you for, for having us and, and of course. thank you for having the podcast. It's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode or maybe even watching this episode. I would love to know if you are new here, where did you find this episode? Did you discover this on a podcast service or did you happen to watch this via my YouTube channel? Uh, very curious on that. Would love to uh, engage with you uh, in the comments. So please say hi. Please let me know uh, just anything. Um, just let me know how you're doing. What did you think of the episode? Um, would love to uh, just engage with this community more. So I hope you gain some kind of insight from this episode. I know there, there's a lot going on, but um, you know some of the positive takeaways. You know when when it comes to creative projects, team is so important. And I think Chris and Natalie are a great team, and I hope to see them work on many projects in the future. Um, but yeah, thank you so much again to these two for joining me. I uh, really enjoyed the conversation we had. Look forward to catching up. Uh, I do ask you to go look at the Red Sedan's crowdfunding page. Uh, he does need some support to continue making this film and get it out to the public. So the link for that is below. I ask that you go check it out. Um, anything would be helpful to Chris and Natalie, whether you create an account and like the page, you make a donation, or you share this to your network. Um, that's going to help this film move forward, and we just ask for your support in any way that you can. Once again, if you or someone you know is a victim of abuse, please reach out for help. You can call at 1-800-799-SAFE-7233, or you can text START to 88788. There are other websites you can visit. I'm going to list a few below, but if you do need help, please reach out. Do not hesitate. Please, please, please reach out. So once again, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. If you're new here, please consider subscribing. That way you can get notifications on the new episodes coming out later. Um, you can also go visit some past episodes. Uh, we'll be bringing on more guests pretty soon. Um, I'm also planning to do a solo episode so you can get to know myself. And yeah, I'm very excited. So thanks once again. We'll see you in the next one. Yeah. In 2010, thought I was doing something.